0: It is with deepest pride, and greatest pleasure, that we welcome you tonight. Uh, hello, hello, oh my friends! Uh, the brakes may be needing
1: a little adjustment, but easy on the curves.
0: <laughs> Not a
1: glitch to have, though. Just got to flexion, but... This This on you! Disorder on your cow!
0: The reference here is very obscure. Welcome, Foolish Mortals. Can you believe it's only been a week since we talked last? (laughs) You and I? You and I. It's only been a week. It's been a busy week, folks. It's It's been been a really busy week. week. (laughs) We got moved, mostly. Mostly. You know. Uh, My body is telling me, you're done moving, but we're not. And it's time to go to Disney. Yeah, I would much rather be going to (laughs) Disney. That's for sure. Somehow we survived the insane heat of the South during our move. We're still alive. I have bruises on places that I didn't know could be bruised. (laughs) Scratches and such, but we're alive.
1: Ah, good fun.
0: Everything's functioning.
1: Completely off topic, but we rented a um, furniture dolly for the first
0: time ever. Life-changing.
1: Literally, folks. Best you would ten, have died without it. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. Best $10 you've ever spent at U-Haul. That's for sure.
0: It like it reminds me, when you were in elementary school, did they have the things that were square that you would sit on and it had two handles and wheels on the bottom and you would scoot around the gym on your butt? No, but that sounds them? great. Oh, it was terrible. People's fingers got snatched in them constantly. Oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. like it was super fun when no one was getting hurt. Yeah. You know?
1: I was thinking, how is this not a Disney ride?
0: Uh, well, now, now could I you know. imagine? Yeah, <laughs> It would turn out badly, I'm sure. It's completely true. Um, we waited and waited and waited till today to talk. Yeah. Because Disney has been dangling a carrot in front of people for the last 24 hours. Yeah. Um, specifically Disneyland fans. So we're going to jump straight to the parks today since this is... The big breaking news. Completely true. Um, they were teasing an annual pass returning to Disneyland. How exciting is this? It's very exciting. It's a it's a thing that people have been wanting for a very long time. Yeah. Ever since they took them away, they've been wanting them back, basically. Before they even took them away. We wanted two. <laughs> I wanted another one. Give me more. <laughs> um, and so uh, on... Monday afternoon, they let everybody know that on Tuesday afternoon, sometime they were going to tell you something, (laughs) which I hate. I hate it. I think it's so dumb. It's like, if you took the time to tell everybody that we're going to tell you something,
1: just tell us then. Especially since it wasn't like... It would have been different if it would have been like we're all getting together for this press release that's going to be right, broadcast it's be a live. It's a live thing. It's yeah. a live event, or if it's going to be like from the Disney Studios, or you know something like that. I don't know, but it yeah. wasn't. It was just a press release released online. Yeah, talking all about the what's it called?
0: The Magic Keys.
1: The Magic Keys Pass yeah. is replacing the annual pass at Disneyland. And you know I love a key. Totally. Yeah. Exactly. We even owned, and I don't know if we still do, Magic Keys of the Kingdom. Com, I think was one of the websites that we had booked Do for a while. Own that? We
0: I thought we did. I don't
1: know. We used to. Well,
0: now we've told everybody. So if you want don't, it, apparently, go yours. find out. Go, yeah, go for we, it. We're going to check before we put this podcast out <laughs> to make sure we didn't lose it. Uh, so uh, they have basically from from my initial read over. The keys look very much like the annual passes that they used to have with a couple tweaks and modifications with the new style that Disney is doing uh, ticketing in, right? Yeah, there
1: were a lot of rumors online and I was even starting to believe it and was willing to accept it if they were allowing 12, 24, and 36 um, pass packets that you would buy, you know? right? We were even... Discussing that that might be a possibility and what would you pay for that? Yeah. Um, you know, because honestly, we don't go to the parks more than 24 times in a year. So no. a 24 pass park would be just as much as you would ever need.
0: Well, but that doesn't include, like, that's not just trips in general. That's actual days in park. Uh-huh. And sometimes we, you know, we push it to that. Right so. about
1: that, 21
0: to 24. Yeah. It would work. Um, but that's not what they did. Nope. Not even close. Um, so, Basically, all the passes up to a certain level still have the blackout dates that you can't go, but they still require a day reservation for the, each ticket holder. Which is smart, I think. Uh, this is something that we've talked about in the past that really helps uh, Disney manage crowd levels. Uh, it helps them decide uh, how many cast members need to be on uh, on deck for that day, which which things might not need to be functioning because they're not going to have that many people. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. It is a nice thing. Uh, I don't know. Footage that I've seen from all the parks at this point look like they're running at full capacity at this point anyway. Oh, yeah. Uh, over the summer, they've been very, very busy. So I don't know how much they're keeping people out. Right. As much as just... Getting exact numbers of who's coming, maybe. Well,
1: and we'll get into that in just a little bit. But I think you have a complete rundown, right? Yeah. Of the passes.
0: Yeah. So the complete rundown is this. Oh, you cut me off with my my discussion. Oh. Okay. Uh, so we're going to start with the one that makes you the most angry: the Imagine Key Pass <laughs> for Southern California residents only, because that's what they do yeah. for Southern California. Uh, it's three ninety nine. Or it could be a $179 down payment plus $18.34 a month, Uh, which is amazing, by the way. Lucky, lucky Southern California. Yeah. Uh, They do have blackout days. Usually the Southern California passes have the most blackout days. Yeah. Uh, I I assume it would probably continue on with this. Uh, You can only hold two park reservations at once, though, Mm. which means you can only have two days planned so if you wanted to go three days in a row you can't mm-hmm. do that without, without trying to get the pass on the third day basically. without a guarantee
1: yeah potentially you might be able to go like on the first day and then as you're getting ready to go on the second day maybe try to book for the third day potentially sure. sort of yeah. thing. but yeah that's interesting uh All you right. do
0: get 10 percent off uh merchandise and dining but parking is not included uh for that yeah uh, right. Let's get into the stuff that everybody else can buy. We have the Enchant Key Pass level, which costs uh six hundred forty nine dollars for Southern California residents. That's another hundred and seventy five hundred and seventy nine dollar down payment and thirty nine dollars and seventeen cents a month. Uh, the payment plan would be amazing. Just because that's only
1: being offered to California residents still. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Still. Uh Enchant Key has blackout days. Not as many as the Southern California Pass, but uh, still has quite a few blackout days. Usually that tends to be around holidays and busy weekends that they'll start blocking things out. Yeah. Um, You can hold four, though, four park reservations on that one, 10% discount on merchandise and dining and no parking on that one either. That's a pretty good pass. It's not a bad pass uh, for people that maybe live out of state. It might be nice to do something right. like that. Um, then we have the Believe Key Pass, which is $949. Um, there is a mm-hmm. breakdown for the Southern California passes, which breaks down to about 60, $64.70 a month. Um, they do have blackout dates. This one obviously has less blackout dates than the last pass this this is roughly closer to the one that we had the yeah. deluxe pass when we had disneyland passes mm-hmm. which really narrows it down to like a couple summer months and a couple weekends right and maybe christmas that's blocked out oh for yeah these that people. whole christmas season's blocked out <laughs> um <laughs> you right. can hold six park reservations at once that 10 percent discount on merchandise and dining and you get 50 percent off on parking Okay. Um, we rarely used parking because right. we stayed so close to the park that we would usually just walk in. Yeah, completely true. Um, and then you have the Dream Key Pass uh, for the overachiever in your life. It's thirteen ninety nine, one thousand three hundred ninety nine dollars. Uh, your payments would be one hundred one sixty seven a month. Oh, um, you have no blackout days. However. You can hold those six days of park reservations. You get 20% discount on merchandise, 15% discount on dining, and free parking included on that pass. Wow. So, oh. alright, these are, I mean, I wouldn't say that this new setup is groundbreaking. It really wasn't, yeah. Like, earth-shatteringly different. Uh, I think really the biggest difference is the limited number of park reservation days. Yeah. Mostly just because they weren't doing park reservations before this point anyway.
1: Mm -hmm. Which is nice. So that, um, so that, season ticket holders or magic key holders as it will now, I guess. Yeah. So they don't overwhelm a park in a day yeah. that they can limit those. And so they're still paying customers and That can. So I like that. I, I guess, I guess I like that. So it, hopefully it makes experience a little bit better. Um.
0: Well, and that's the goal. The goal is to try to improve the customer experience because uh, we've talked about it before. People always say the number one complaint about Disney is the crowd size. Yeah. So with the limited number of park reservations uh, that they're allowing, it does save uh, the possibility that it won't be nearly as crowded as it has been. Like I said, footage that I've seen from inside the parks this summer looked just as crowded (laughs) as it's ever been. So it might just be like a mental thing where we're like, no, we're limiting the number of people in the park, you know, and maybe in the future, like there'll be specific dates where they do severely limit the people in the park. Like if they're having a special event, surprise event, if they're having like, uh, when we showed up to, and Adina Menzel and Kristen Bell were singing in the park that day, maybe they limit the number of people in the park that day to, you know, or maybe Keep you have down more. on crowds. Who knows? Maybe have more, so you have a full audience. It's possible. Mm. Um, so I, like I said, I don't know that I am completely shocked by this. I, the Disney community, we love. We're dramatic Mm -hmm. and we love when the new things come out to be like, this is the best thing ever. Or, oh my gosh, this is the end of the world. I'm canceling my Disney plus (laughs) subscription. You know, like we, we like to be dramatic about it, but overall, this looks pretty tame as far as what people were excited about. Oh
1: yeah. Legitimately. I couldn't tell the difference when we, when we were. Reading through it, I was yeah. like, "Wait a minute! This is about the same, except for the pricing. The pricing jumped quite a bit because when we first started buying that season pass, it was right around five hundred and fifty bucks per year. Yeah, um, and then it went up to, um, and then it went up to like in the six fifty range for that pass. Yeah, and now it's up to the nine forty nine, and it has limited dates or limited availability. Right. Um. So yeah, like that. So
0: here's the question: Then, do you feel change. like? If we were to get Disneyland passes, which would be crazy for us right now since we're on the other coast, but if we were to get Disneyland passes, do you think the 949 would be worth paying or do you think that you would not be willing to pay that?
1: I would start going far more to the mindset of a year on, a year off or every other year or I'm sorry, every third year or something. Oh, every you know? third year. Start going to like an every third year type of a possibility. And honestly, because like like for me personally, like obviously nine forty nine, if you're gonna be going for nine days, then it basically balances itself out. And we were going 20 plus days per year. Right. But you don't need to go that much, I guess. So
0: I do. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I'm losing my
1: mind. It's it's kind of true. But um yeah I don't know like the nine forty nine is starting to get to be to that point that you're like i don't
0: it's a serious financial commitment it's
1: a every other year type of an
0: event now and that's for two individual people going versus like a family because if you think about it you know disney shockingly is for families Uh and let's just say there's a family with the standard 2.5 children right that's like four grand worth of tickets yeah and then you that doesn't include anything else that's like not the trip over or the hotel yeah. or any merchandise or food that you want. So that's a that's a financial commitment.
1: We have taught we have a few friends that have um, the parents will get season passes and then the kids, they just buy day passes and oh. the ki- not all kids get to go all the time.
0: Oh, <laughs> like, it's like that's like worse than Santa Claus. You're like, <laughs> It's not just once a year. The whole family's going on vacation and you get to stay with the smelly aunt with all the cats. Completely Sorry. That, completely that. But they but what they said is they're like, "Well, that kid doesn't like to go as
1: often, you know." And so What kid
0: doesn't like to go?
1: I, you know,
0: I I didn't get into the diamond dynamics, so they're like no, that's will be fair.
1: That's you fair. know, cuz once cuz it felt very touchy. Like I was like, "Hmm, I don't" <laughs>
0: Well, I have a friend and they have a child who has autism. And so they could not take them into the park that often. That could it's be the way case too, too stimulating and, and overwhelming. So there are situations where that is a possibility, I believe. But man, as a kid, I would feel terrible if I was Yeah stuck at home and my parents took my other siblings into the park. I'd be like, uh, okay.
1: Because that's exactly what I was thinking about with the Dream Key Pass, with that hundred and two dollar a month payment. Yeah, if it's a family of four, or if it's four kids and two adults, you know, you're talking like four to six hundred dollars a month is coming out of your account right. for your Disney passes each month. Like, I think
0: that would eat into everything else you did. Like you're you like got to sell a car. You're not going to the movies at all. <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, is how goes. we afford Disney. We right? Don't go to movies. We don't go to movies. <laughs> 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 and we, we moved from our, our last house into a cardboard box so That's we can afford, I'm just kidding. We didn't Could do you that. was that what so we were funny. actually moving to. Right. We, but, we were downsizing. <laughs> yeah. That, that $1,400. And
1: I guess I'm a bit jealous of now seeing what universal put out for their universal passes, you know, where okay. it says, um, $400 down and then $40 a month. You're kind of like. Oh geez, that that seems like a doable plan. Right. Now I want that plan.
0: <laughs> like, well and I mean I guess that's eight
1: hundred dollars a month. I'm still I'm I'll still to
0: down to try the universal passes. We just need you to actually like watch the Harry Potter movies <laughs> and stuff so you can even understand what's going on in a universal park.
1: Potentially true. I would
0: love that. That could be potentially you know It's not at all your kind of movie, but I would love to see your responses.
1: And I have it. to say that the Harry Potter rights are Amazing or too amazing? You know what I mean.
0: You really didn't like the one. Oh, it's it, a lot. It was very tight in there. Yeah, it's,
1: it's the most interactive ride I've ever been on, type of thing.
0: But <laughs> totally um, different subject. But so overall, uh, all the hype about the passes coming out and you know people losing their mind over things—it's really pretty much the same. Uh, the only issue that I see coming forward with this is that. Much like everything else with Disney, the prices are only going to increase. Yeah. So if these prices are already bumping your price ceiling, yep. th- it's not going to get better. They're not going to be like, good news, we lowered our prices. It's just not going to happen.
1: Yeah. Good point. So they're either that, get it while you can, get it
0: while you can, if you can. <laughs> and if not, Next- save up for a really good trip once a year or something or once every other year and make that, if that's your kind of goal. But, yeah. You know, totally fair. F- some people are very lucky that they live very close, aka Southern California, and they can get passes for eighteen dollars and thirty four cents a month.
1: Seems so unfair. It's so oh. unfair. Uh, but they, you then said that they came out with an announcement shortly thereafter, saying for that Walt Disney World will be getting their passes back at before the fiftieth as well.
0: Very exciting. Yeah, so yeah in the next month, month right? Or two. We have uh, August and September right and then their 50th is in October uh they're hitting it on October 1st I believe is the beginning of their 50th yeah so sometime in the next two months they will announce their annual pass program again for Disney World uh which I'll be interested to see what they decide to do uh will it be something similar to this or are they going to do something completely different I have no idea yeah. Um, in the past, their pass structure has been pretty similar to Disneyland, so it's not. I I doubt they're going to vary very far from what Disneyland is doing. Probably right. Yeah, um, I, I would agree with that. My only concern is that if the Disneyland prices are this high, right, Disney World prices are probably going to be pretty high too. Our thousand dollar pass
1: just became fifteen hundred. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I would honestly guess. Uh, $1,300, right? Right. Um, Wow, that's a pass.
0: That's that's an expensive pass. Yeah. Uh, And we'll have to find out if we're going to pass on that or not. (laughs)
1: Um, Disney's, one of the big thing about the Disney organization is that October 1st is the beginning of their fiscal year as well. Mm -hmm. So a lot of what they're doing right now is to help recover for that next fiscal year to just look stellar, amazing, you know, across all... Uh, services that they offer type sure. thing and so yeah obviously I think that that's
0: when they want everybody buying passes again right. is
1: <laughs> in their new year
0: as much as they can buoy themselves up right before that uh-huh. yeah
1: type of it so I I, I could see that that's the case and also with that they've been allowing uh, Walt Disney World people to if you had an active pass to continue to extend for 30 days at a time yeah but then on this last one for August then they said only they could only extend for 15 days to like August 15th yeah. so after that, they won't allow them to extend anymore. So that announcement could be coming out in the next couple of weeks, actually.
0: So I would assume that when they they stop letting the legacy pass holders continue to be legacy pass holders is probably when the new pass holder stuff will come out. Yeah, uh, Like I said, I assume it will be pretty similar to this, but we'll have to see.
1: Very interesting. We're excited to get back to the parks. That'll be fun.
0: Oh, and they did also announce at the parks that they are bringing back mask mandates in the parks yeah they did do that um you know right there are uh variants flying around now (laughs) of our dear friend miss corona who's been an unwelcome house guest that stayed way too long and uh so they've decided that they're going back to i believe Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe there are no masks required while you're outside, but once again, once you're in an interior space, they're requiring masks on everybody again.
1: Yeah, interiors or in queues. Okay, uh, you'll have to be wear. You'll have to wear a mask again for that. Um, and it was was it the um, X-Men that we like variants, right? Are they the ones that give us the variants that we like so much? Are you
0: t- no? The you're, superheroes. Low key. you're thinking Loki <laughs> with variants. <laughs> <laughs> Which we never did tell say that we finished watching. We totally did finish watching Loki, and all
1: of his variants, and all mm-hmm. of the
0: variants therein. Um, did you Did you want to talk about the variants real quick with uh, Loki? Did you final yeah. thoughts on Loki? Opinions.
1: Uh, you like the alligator one, right?
0: I loved the alligator. That Loki. one was pretty funny. Yeah. If he had his own spinoff, I'd watch that show and be no dialogue required.
1: It's Just super funny. Him
0: walking around biting people, apparently. Yeah.
1: And obviously, like, I'm not into the old guy one, so that, no thanks. Um, original Loki or the Loki girl, you know. Okay. Those are the two I'm going for. Um, That's me. In the whole
0: series, I mean, the, the first uh, season of the series ended, um, it was not at all what I expected to be the ending of it. Oh, you're right. Um, and a lot of people really appreciated that. they all a lot of people thought that it was a cool way to end the season. Um, I was expecting a little bit more of a um, Avengers kind of ending where mm-hmm. there's a fight and there's some there's like a satisfying end to it. They definitely gave it kind of an ambiguous ending where they're like, Did the right thing happen? You'll have to tune in and find out. Right. You know, which I have very strong feelings about. But in general, it was a very satisfying watch. Good time. Very, again, different for Marvel. So if maybe the Marvel movies in general aren't your cup of tea, this might strike your fancy a little bit more. Yeah. All that.
1: I had a fun time with it. It's sad that they had the, the entire season was a lead up to season two. Yeah, so,
0: that's always sad. I hate that. Mm-hmm. I all. I mean, I guess technically there was an end to that arc, but I I wanted more of a a definite ending and then a well now what kind uh, of move on to the next thing, but it was kind of like a a an unsatisfying end as far as I was concerned. And then you, then you're like, tune in and find out what happens next. But it's not even like next week; it's two years from now. Who knows when the next <laughs> season's coming out? So it's a good watch. Not, I'm not disparaging people from watching it. I just, the ending wasn't my greatest favorite thing. Yeah, it was fun. It was a fun time. Uh, but speaking of the Avengers, yeah, we have a we have some Avenger trouble. Oh miss scarlett johansson avengers are in trouble this <laughs> is avengers assemble this turned into the new scar joe podcast my great my favorite thing about the story is that i brought it up to you and uh <laughs> you didn't realize that scarlett johansson played the black widow <laughs> and i said what
1: i know and we were totally we gonna watch the black widow this week we were so busy but um you know hopefully the weekend's coming. Well, oh. maybe
0: maybe when you watch her standalone movie you will figure out who she is. Because
1: I love her. I love her so much. Like she's so great in everything she does. Um, you know. And I totally love her. Like her husband on Saturday Night Live is like super fun. And that just makes me love her even more. You know, like, oh, she likes funny guys. You know.
0: (laughs) A good couple is always (laughs) even more fun to like, for sure.
1: It's kind of that. And we were all gearing up that she was going to do the next Pirate. No, that wasn't right.
0: Tower of Terror. Tower of Terror Terror movie, right? Yeah.
1: So we were all getting excited about that. And then
0: it comes out. She... I mean, she pulled a real move here. This is not something that many people do, right? Let alone somebody that's been employed by Disney for a very long time. Uh-huh. But she is suing the Disney company over breach of contract. Can you? That takes
1: that takes a lot of. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it does, and it seems like Scarlett Johansson has a hmm to go after Disney in this situation. And I've heard multiple opinions that are very much on Scarlett Johansson's side on this situation. Okay,
1: because she sued him because they released Black Widow. She was supposed to get a portion of the box office. Yes. Of which there was none because it was released Well, online. there was
0: some. But I, apparently in her original contract, it said it would rele- It would receive a theatrical-only release. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we all know that it did not get a theatrical only release it released in theaters and on disney plus premium uh because of all the extenuating circumstances and so she uh obviously took a hit from uh this lack of box office yeah Uh, there's there's no getting around the fact that releasing it online greatly damages people going to see it in the theater oh for sure Uh, because i mean even if there isn't a situation where people are uncomfortable of going into a theater anytime you can just watch things at home a lot of people are like yeah i'd much rather watch it at home yeah
1: especially in today's environment yeah you know
0: but even even not in today's environment i sometimes i'm just straight up lazy and i'm like no i'd rather just watch it here right uh and so she is uh, suing them for basically breach of contract saying they, they said it was going to get a theatrical release. She gets a portion of the box office returns as part of her contract.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So apparently uh, this is obviously a very big deal mm-hmm. because I, I can't imagine that there are many actors who saw fit to write into their contracts Three years ago, when they were filming things, right. that if it was released digitally, they wanted a portion of digital sales or something. Yeah, uh, and so this this is becoming a major issue that a lot of people are getting involved in because apparently, uh, also coming out of the box office is also all the funds that go into uh, the Screen Actors Guild and uh, mm. the Equity. Uh, insurance packages and all okay, those of things. Okay, it's all funded things. by box office. Right. So everybody in the entertainment industry is watching this case because without a a ruling on something like this, it could really cripple their health insurance and their, you know, all that kind of stuff for actors.
1: Is that what the article pieces were talking about?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I just, I'm interested to see where this goes. I think she has a legitimate case, obviously. Yeah, for sure. If it was in her contract that was going to have a theatrical only release Mm -hmm. and then they didn't release it only theatrically, that's a breach of contract. Um, I think maybe the time to address this may have been before now when you could have said, Hey, I see where we're going with (laughs) this. I know. 18 months ago when this started happening. (laughs) I know we're probably going to release this digitally. Can I amend my contract so that I don't get totally cut out of the financial stuff I was hoping to get out of this? Um, Disney may have said no, but it's still something that I feel like everyone saw coming. So I'm not, I'm not sure why we waited till now to do it. But it's a, it's an interesting concept.
1: She might have. I wonder if, like with um, Corilla, all of the, you know, Emma Stone and everybody else. Yeah. I wonder if they had a similar thing in their contract and what happened with theirs. All the other things that got released straight to D- Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. There were quite a few really good movies that ended up going that way you know that if any of them had box office written into it as well then um they all got the, you know
0: yeah they all got cut out of a lot of money out of it which is sad and a lot of people are also pointing out that there have been relatively few female-led superhero movies in the marvel universe that uh had the ability to make this money you basically Uh had captain marvel and black widow
1: to me that's what i think is so sad about it is the fact that basically she's been with the franchise for so long and playing a second not secondary character but a you know supporting role. so she's been doing that for so long leading up to this point and now the fact that it was released in the way that it was hurts the franchise so much that they're never going to do another movie again with yeah. her essentially right so this is the pinnacle of you of that part of your career that you've been working so hard for for all these years to basically just have it completely snuffed out from underneath you is like really upsetting and depressing yeah. so i don't blame her at all it's just disney owns everything so well,
0: and this is this is the end of her character's arc i believe this was the last movie Force black widow i haven't seen it yet so i don't want to say right? <laughs> for certain that it is it probably is now right? uh, but I think this was her last film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And so, yeah, to like you said, to build up this character for so long and then hit that final movie and basically be tripped at the finish line Uh financially feels a little sad. Yeah. So we're interested to see where this goes. uh, And we're probably entering an entire new world of contracts where people... We'll have to discuss the possibility of digital releases and what that means financially for the actors involved.
1: Yeah, feels that way for sure. Craziness, and so obviously they're not going to have to do the new movie.
0: Probably not. <laughs> uh, I would be surprised if Disney was like, "Okay, while you're suing us, do you mind working on Tower of Terror too?" <laughs> just come to the just come to the offices after court, and we'll discuss Tower of Terror. So true. You know, I, it would, be, it would be nice if maybe she was just using the court system to arbitrate this to get something on the books, and Disney understood that, and they were going to work together, but I don't see that being an right. issue. Right, because you
1: think of people like... Um Emma Stone and, and Josh Gad even, you know, now you're like, gosh, Josh does everything for them now. Yeah. You know, it feels that way. So you started with Olaf, but my goodness, you're in kind of everything now.
0: He's Neil running Patrick all over that place. Yeah. <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris is like the voice of 13 attractions. Yeah. So
1: true. Could you imagine if like Emily Blunt sued Disney for something? You're right. like, well, there goes your career.
0: Yeah. But, well, they'll be Scarlett Johansson will be fine without Disney. Everyone can make money without Disney. Um, But I think what we're looking at here is a situation where not just Disney but everybody has to be held accountable for these kind of things. Yeah. And make sure that the actors are being taken care of like there's you know, we're told they were going to be in these kind of situations. Um you know, the amount of money aside, because you know, a lot of people say, Oh, they she already earned, you know, X million dollars on it. Does she really need more, you know, kind of thing? And it's like Yes or no, but the real problem is is that breach of contract is the issue here. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah,
1: I support her full heartedly. Go for it, Miss Scarjo. Get it, Scarjo.
0: Does anybody call her that besides me? By the way, I believe so. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's how she's saved in your phone, right? When you text her, you just scroll down to Scarjo. Completely, it's
1: (laughs) everybody I know has a four-letter word, no matter what, right? Oh, (laughs) jeez. Don't tell me what my four-letter word is. I don't want to know. It totally just feels that way. (laughs) It's all just an acronym of some sort.
0: Oh, so serious talking about contract law. Let's move on to something more fun and interesting. By the
1: way, we geeked out over. I, I geeked out over, and you had to listen to me for an hour and a half drive going on about that contract, right? Yes,
0: <laughs> yes. For every every topic that we have on the podcast, just know that we've spoken nauseum about it off mic not to always. the point where we get to here, and I'm like, I think we already said that. Did we already say that? No, not Maybe always. not on recording. Uh, let's get to some obscure topics. I see that you had some, and then I have one. Oh. What are these? Have you been shopping without me? So we have
1: been uh, decorating the new house.
0: We have. And
1: I found Disney chairs for $25. Oh.
0: <laughs> what kind of Disney chairs are you shopping
1: for? Totally not true, but kind of. Oh. So... Um, There is a thrift store near Disneyland that apparently for what somehow their old furniture from old hotels and different thing will end up in that thrift store. So it's very similar to the consignment store, not the consignment store. What was that that we saw that one time that had... very similar to, to second-hand store, like an store.
0: outlet, a, a Disney outlet kind of. But same. this one's
1: very specific to like um, you can buy bar stools that are from hotels, and you can buy nightstands that are from the contemporary. The contemporary being completely remodeled right now, right? Right. So you can go get like uh, nightstands from the contemporary for now thirty five dollars. They look like they're thirty five dollar light nightstands, right?
0: Ooh. <laughs> like,
1: and the same thing with the chairs. The chairs are you know, hideous. well if you're
0: if you're willing to refurbish too though, like a $25 solid chair like that you can still use is not easy to find. That's true. And if you are even remotely good at reupholstering or refinishing woods, it might work out really well for you.
1: Because they did have some really nice chairs from the contemporary also that were like $25 a piece. What was fun about it is that obviously because those are Disney chairs are hidden Mickeys throughout, you know? And so you're like, well, that's kind of fun and it might not be bad to have like one or two pieces in your house and kind of like decorate around it. Sure. Um, um, so that part of it looked pretty cool. You could get uh, literally contemporary phones. I think they were like 5 or $10 a phones. piece. But phones. Really? What are you going to
0: do with a phone?
1: And I don't know if they'd, they'd even work if you just plug it. I and mean, they, they could. But we have like an office phone that yeah. I keep lugging around from place to place. Why do we still have that?
0: No idea. Don't no.
1: even know how it works anymore. I but don't think it would work anymore. <laughs> we'd have to get a landline to start. Oh, uh, We Yeah. Try to use a magic jack. Did not
0: work. Just so you know. Yeah, it's. <laughs> Let's be honest. The landline is dead, y'all. Yeah. Unplug your fax machine. No one is sending you faxes no more.
1: They did, however, have like resort safes. You know, the safes that you have in your hotel room. Oh, sure. Um, they had those that were available for like fifty dollars. Um, that you. That could, could put... be useful. That could be somewhat useful to have in there. Did you know that there's something to say that like. If resorts don't have a place for you to lock up stuff, then they can be held liable for your private items inside your hotel room. Oh. But if they make one available and something comes up missing, then they're one hundred percent not liable for it whatsoever. Oh,
0: so they can give you a say it's a size of a shoe box and then they're like, I'm sorry your expensive shoes got stolen. We gave you a save. Totally that. Mm. <laughs> Very much that.
1: That's the whole
0: reasoning behind like the safe saving hole. But uh, I mean they're they're good to use
1: for other things as well. No, but, they're
0: great. Like if you're if you're really concerned about, I don't know, your uh expensive watch or yeah. your credit cards or whatever else that you have that you don't want to take with you everywhere. Yeah. Put them in the safe for sure. And knowing that so many people, yeah. The hotel room is a whole nother thing. So yeah, great
1: idea to start using one apparently we can buy one for fifty dollars and just take it with us oh, you know perfect there you go there's that. like a
0: mobile safe that'll keep things real secure <laughs>
1: but i think the reason that it's a bigger deal nowadays is because of airbnb and stuff they have to put it in there too or else they're oh, held liable also yeah. so if you are running airbnb business let us know we'll run down and grab one for you yeah We'll just overnight it to yeah.
0: Yeah. Free of charge. We're just spending $50 <laughs> on safes for everyone. Just to help people at the Airbnb Just know Industry. everyone that I know that's what you're getting for Christmas is a Disney safe. Very welcome. true. Yeah.
1: Um, they had a complete entertainment stand that had like the TV, the entertainment stand, all kinds of stuff. Like were, the like,
0: full box back TVs? I think they were. Tube TVs? They were technically
1: flat screens, but okay. you know, the, the like heavier than ever could be imagined TVs. The
0: one you don't want to mount to the wall kind oh. of heavy. yeah.
1: Uh-huh. That. Those TVs. those <laughs> okay. were, Those were stuff like, I remember, 130 180 bucks or something. It was really interesting to ah. see all the things that could be available at a thrift store of all places yeah. near Disney. Um, so there you go.
0: That's the great thing about being near those stores because they do have like the Disney outlet down in Florida, too, that we've been to a few times. Oh, my gosh. And it's fun to go to even if you don't really want to get anything. Yeah. Specifically, you'll go in there and you'll be like, okay, this is 15 cents. I'm buying this just because it's 15 cents.
1: Literally, yeah. We got the, we have uh, notebooks from there for like $5 a piece, I think they were from the Disney outlet store. We got um, Epcot lanyards that were $3.50, I think it was. Yeah, like they're
0: really cheap things. And, you know, some of it's new stuff that I'd never seen before. I got a a, a Haunted Mansion shirt there that I had never seen anywhere else. And because I am, not very big my sizes tend to be there because how many people fit in that size of shirt (laughs) so i'm pretty lucky when i find things but they sell hats and toys and uh, stuff from parks, candy, things like that, that just didn't sell very well, and then all of a sudden it's there.
1: Sometimes I feel like the candy is the same price as it is in the park, and they just load it into there, so you'll buy it there too. Oh, all right. If I re- if I remember seeing that right, but I could be wrong. Maybe it was just seasonally it changes. Because that's the thing, it changes literally day by day.
0: Right, you never know. Yeah. But the great thing about it, and this is a great tip for anyone, not just people that are near the Disney outlets, the great A great idea is if you're taking kids, go to Walmart, go to the outlet store and buy up a bunch of things, Disney-themed things, before you go into the park. And then when your kid wants this, I want this, I want that, I want that, you have things that are already purchased at cheaper prices uh. that you can say, I got you something already back at the hotel room, don't worry about it, we got, we got something for you already. And most kids will forget what they want by the time they get out of the park. So you give them anything and you're like, look, we got this for you. You know, you could do that
1: in all kinds of different ways. You could sneak it in, not, you could bring it in with you and then give it to them inside the park or you give it to them right before you leave to go outside the park. Yeah. Great idea.
0: I mean, I, the first trip that I took to Florida, my friend uh, that invited me down went to the the outlets and just made like a gift basket out of stuff from the outlets. Oh, that's that nice. It was really nice. Yeah, it was super fun. So uh, just, a, just a fun tip for people that are going to parks with kids or, you know, a very needy adult. Just <laughs> buy things ahead of time and plan ahead.
1: You'll need to do it after the Magic Key Pass now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just <laughs>
0: kidding. Um, But I did want to bring up this other obscure thing that literally popped into my head this week that I hadn't thought about since I was probably about eight. Uh, There's a cartoon that Disney put out called Ben and Me. Oh, Um, it's uh, I wrote down just so that I could remember. It's a 1953 Uh, An animated two-reel short subject, two reels. Oh, that shows how old it is. Do you remember the reels? (laughs) Anyway, uh, it was released November tenth, nineteen fifty-three, and was adapted from a children's book written by author illustrator Robert Lawson, which was first published in nineteen thirty-nine. The concept of the short film is that there is a little mouse, a church mouse. Who is looking for work and ends up working for Benjamin Franklin. Oh, wow. So it's a really, it's kind of a bizarre concept that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But basically, this mouse is, fa- his family's poor, so he's looking for work. And he happens upon Benjamin Franklin, who in this cartoon is kind of portrayed as like a dullard and a clumsy kind of person. And Mm -hmm, basically, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the mouse does everything, and Ben just gets the credit (laughs) for it because why would you give the credit to a mouse? So, Walt Disney was being shady on
1: um, Benjamin Franklin.
0: So, like, the first second he sees Benjamin Franklin, he. Sneezes or something and breaks his glasses, right? Wow. And so the mouse is like, okay, how do I fix this? He'd broken his inside and his outside pair of glasses, so he cuts them in half and puts them both together and creates bifocals for Benjamin Franklin.
1: Now stop it. This is totally my type of show. Right. Right here. This is everything I love in life.
0: And then he helps him uh, improve his newspaper by running around and getting stories. But the problem is, is that Benjamin Franklin... Uh, is a bit of a prankster, apparently, and likes to keep shocking the mouse while he's trying to invent electric- electricity. <laughs> and in his famous kite-flying situation, he electrocutes the mouse, and uh-huh. the mouse is like, all right, that's it, I'm out. You know, he leaves. But then... Uh, Benjamin Franklin needs his help later on. He doesn't know what to do. And basically, in the end, the mouse ends up writing the Declaration of Independence. Oh, yeah. For Ben Franklin. That's hilarious. It's the weirdest little show you can find it on YouTube. It's very short and sweet. Can you really? Yeah. Uh, Uh, It's a funny little short. Uh, Definitely not historically accurate, mm, (laughs) but it's definitely a fun wash. Watch, not wash. Don't wash it. That doesn't make sense.
1: You know, I would pull that out at a party one night to be like, "You know, Benjamin Franklin didn't really invent this, right?" And I tell you the know whole there was
0: a mouse that came in and told him how to make bifocals, right? And they'd
1: be like, "Right."
0: <laughs> I think Disney just has a love affair with mice and has decided that they make all good business decisions. So if you don't have a mouse running your business, you're probably not really doing it yourself. That's funny. So if you have a business, maybe you should just make a mouse your mascot, and hopefully it'll make it as successful as everything else Disney does.
1: Yeah, that's the word of the wise. Yeah. It works. (laughs) We thought about turtles, and... uh...
0: I still think there's a good way to make a turtle (laughs) a real estate mascot. I'm just saying. Like, it doesn't sound right, because no one wants someone that's really slow to help them buy a house, but... There's just something so charming about what. a turtle. Yeah. I'm
1: like, telling you. I always have their house with them.
0: Yeah. Like, they never have to buy a new house. Yeah. It's
1: That's perfect. Not like a mouse.
0: But it's not good for a real estate agent. You're yeah, like, there's... don't worry. We'll we'll buy you a house that you'll never, ever sell. You know, <laughs> like... what.
1: There is an extermination company down here that uses a mouse as a mascot, and every time you see the billboard, you lose your mind.
0: It's so poorly drawn. (laughs) Like, I don't want to be snooty about art, but it looks like somebody traced somebody else's art, but didn't quite know how to fill in the interior part. Hilarious. It drives me crazy. Anyway, that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. So, Ben and me, if you want to look it up, you can look it up on uh, YouTube. It's a good watch. Good times. Yeah, going to watch it tonight. Oh, are you? All right. We'll watch it together and then I'll get your opinion on it. I don't know how long two reels is, but we'll see. Yeah. Load up the, <laughs> the projector with the two reels. Totally. But it's like I always say, to get into the Magic Kingdom now, you're going to need a magic key. Follow my perfectly sculpted 2 finger point to the
1: exit. If you enjoyed today's podcast, rate, review us on your favorite podcast app. And if you didn't, help us do better by buying a patch at DisneyPatch.com.
0: Always be proud of what makes you unique. And we'll see you next time on the Obscure Disney Podcast.